welcome to the Rogue Agronomist Podcast with Kyle from Stall Agronomy. You never know what I may say or who will be on, but you know it'll be real because that's me. Hello everybody and welcome back to the podcast. Hope you like the new intro. I'm trying to pick up things a little bit differently this time and uh, a little bit of audio still playing, but it's kind of cool to be able to sit down and have some time to work on some things and, and be able to you know record this episode along with get some stuff creatively done. Uh, somehow Monday always turns into my creative day. So today's Monday and it's my creative day. Let's talk a little bit about what's been going on or what I've been running into lately. Uh, a lot of that has been dealt with uh, what's going on with pricing. Um, so the crazy thing about fertilizer pricing and what we've noticed and a lot of customers have noticed is that micronutrients have not changed in price or if they have very little. And, and why is that? You know, especially foliar nutrition. So foliar nutrition, uh, for the most part, I've been getting the same prices as last year. So a lot of people ask me, why is that? And I worked in retail, different co-ops. I know plenty of different people. What happens with full year nutrition? Why hasn't that price changed? Well, you got to look at their margin on that product. Uh, A lot of full year nutrition products are really, really low in nutrients. I mean, if it's you're putting a gallon per acre on, there's 3% of nitrogen in that gallon and it's 10 pounds per gallon. So there's 0.3 pounds of N in there. Uh, I mean, it's just these little small micro, micro amounts that, that, that really don't make a difference um, too much. Some things kind of help, but it's not that I hate the foliar nutrition part. It, it's the, the profit margin. So a lot of these foliar nutrition products, uh, you know, if they're if you're putting a quart on per acre, whatever it is, um, if you're putting a quart on, they're usually five, seven, maybe 10 bucks maybe at the most. I have never really heard much about that, but they're five bucks. Let's say it's $5 an acre. What is the retailer's profit on that $5 an acre? Um, about two fifty. And I mean, it is literally almost 50% of that, what you're paying is profit. So it's like a hundred percent profit for them. You know, essentially they're, they're paying two fifty an acre for it. They're getting two fifty in return or five bucks in return. So it's, it's a, it's a win-win situation for them. So that is a reason why these co-ops, you know, we talk about soil sampling. Why do they want to do soil sampling up front? And it's to sell fertilizer because usually in their research and what they've shown is that if you do for, or the soil sampling with them, regardless if they actually do the soil sampling or not, you're going to buy the fertilizer from them. And same thing with the micronutrient stuff. I mean, it's basically if they go out and do tissue sampling for free or for a, a charge, whatever it is, whoever gets that acre, you know, in, in the marketing scheme is they get the full of your spring. So yeah, that's why these guys do it. You know, high margin product. Um, you know, there's a reason why they don't charge you much for tissue sampling. Um, heaven forbid they actually walk more than 20 feet in the field past the headlands to actually get those tissue samples. That's another story for another event, but these are all things that that i struggle with a little bit you know that that's why the florida nutrition products haven't gone up much in price number one there's not much in them and number two their profit margin so high that if you know if it went up 10 percent in price it really isn't going to hurt them that much so i mean it's going to cost them a quarter an acre 
they're they're not really i said what's what's it like you know that they had 100 percent profit now it's 90 percent <laughs> big whoop so that's one thing another thing is i have a lot of customers asking me or clients asking me about uh, biological products you know we, we've talked about pivot bio a little bit uh, not really going to get too far into that situation um, we'll leave that for another day also but you know what are biologicals to me a biological product is a living organism so we're spraying a, a bacteria anything that's actually living and, and it's going to do something with the plant uh, you know some kind of living organism now where the gray area is and it's kind of like calling uh food natural or um whatever whatever the food equivalent is is there's no real regulation on this as far as i know and the the, the struggle with that is so i had a guy put out a trial last year and one of the products that he used was a pgr uh, and the other product was an in for or in planter box uh, fertilizer treatment. And when they added these products, now I'm inundated with dogs. Um, when he added these products, they told them they were biologicals or their word biostimulants, which really didn't mean much to him. He wanted to try a biological product. He wanted something that actually was living. And I got a coughing dog. So interestingly enough, when we sat down recently and kind of went through some of the yield results, um, he wasn't entirely enthused that he didn't use an actual biological product, he used biostimulants. And when we looked at the yield data, the yield data was really interesting that the, uh, the product he used, thanks dogs, uh, the product he used showed a, a it was 20 bushel better. And I've never seen a planter box fertilizer treatment yield 20 bushel maybe maybe it's five maybe it's six it's usually a fairly cheap product i was like how's it 20 bushel when you look at the weights the weights aren't a whole lot different uh, but the moistures are really different so the untreated is like three or four percent higher in moisture than the treated right next to each other same hybrid same part of the field it's just you know basically it was eight rows eight rows eight rows eight rows Obviously, you can do a random block design in this because it's it's out the middle of a field and it's hard to do with inferral products. But at the same time, when you look at their data, it was like, wow, it's kind of interesting that the moistures are really different, but the weights aren't totally different. So, yeah, we maybe have a little bit of skewed data. And then when we looked at the actual yield data maps, there wasn't a whole lot of difference. So, yeah. The guy got a product that he didn't exactly want. He wanted a bio or biological product. They don't offer them. So what do we do? And what I always talk about is I'm kind of the scary person here. I can just call different manufacturers and be like, hey, I'm an independent consultant as far as the consulting side goes. Say, let's try some stuff out. Or, hey, you know, pick up a, uh, I've got a couple guys that, you know, we signed, um, dealerships with people and you know there's fairly low minimums or they don't really expect a minimum of what we are going to buy so a lot of these things are, are, are really kind of dangerous for me i can kind of pick up and do whatever i want so that's the thing that's a little bit different from our side of the thing so the other thing we've been running into has been some pricing issues so i have i don't know i've been doing this business long enough that we uh I've been kind of on both sides. So there's there's a lot of companies that will put out like a prepay price. So there's 
there's just one price for when you prepay for chemicals and then when you use in season, uh, it's probably going to be a little higher. Um, I used to work for one company that in a sales meeting, we were told that we need to quote unquote punish the customer for not prepaying or not, not booking the stuff ahead of time. So that was easy to not want to be there anymore after that meeting was over. But those meetings do happen and those conversations do happen. Um, in the past, I've had, usually it's kind of up to the seller's discretion and then we, you know, we don't really jack stuff. So one thing, if you're a farmer listening to this, you got to understand with retailers, usually we bring in fall fill products. So we, we fill in like late summer, uh, early fall with whatever chemicals that can overwinter, uh, unless you have heated storage, whatever it is, but we'll fill up in a fairly cheaper price, um, one thing that comes to mind, I had a chemical one year. I asked my boss what our cost was on it. We were selling it for, I think it was like $54 a gallon. He says our cost is 42. So we're making about a 20% margin on it. They like to make 30, but 20%. Oh, that's okay. I talked to the rep and the rep told me our, our actual cost was something around like $30. So essentially we're making, you know, we're marking it up almost 100% from what we paid for it. So when we were doing pricing, I was kind of being a little bit more flexible with that because I kind of understood the actual price and that involved all the backside dollars. So what are the backside dollars are or what are backside dollars? Backside dollars are, uh, say a seed company slash chemical company comes to you and says, you know, we'll sell you X product for say $30 a gallon, but you got to get an extra 5,000 bags of corn, whatever it is. And that's what you will get the 30 bucks. You know, if you don't, then it's 42, whatever it is. That stuff happens kind of all the time. Um, there's always kind of these goals and quotas that you got to meet. Uh, there's companies that'll just go out and buy the chemical from them, uh, not necessarily bill it to customers, um, just to get the product and actually meet the minimums. Can't really do that in seed as much. You don't hold it over till next year, but chemicals, there's a little flexibility. So what's kind of going on here is a little bit of gamesmanship. I had a guy pay, uh, let's say $50 for a chemical. And when they got down to the end of spring, anything after what he booked was a hundred bucks. And literally that's exactly kind of the pricing. It's a little bit better than that, but not much. We're just using that as an easy example, but these things happen. And he's like, how do I go from paying X dollars to almost double. Uh, and this isn't just on one product, everything went up, you know? So their plan for spring was X dollars. And at the end of the season, everything that they did and you add everything together, it was twice as much as what he had booked or what he had planned for. That stuff just can't happen. And, and what, what kind of happens there is that's kind of on the retailer, right? You know, you, you get somebody that is unable to be on farm, um, in the field, you know, and you call them and say, Hey, there's weeds out here. Oh, okay. Well, you take care of it. That's why I, you know, I have you guys spraying for me. And, you know, the one thing I've always struggled with in retail before doing this job, and I still understand it in this job is, you know, there's full rate, there's full labeled rate, and then there's a, there's kind of that gray area in between labeled rates, uh, for the weed size. And when you realize 
I've got four other products in the tank that will work on this weed. I just need to add a little bit of something to get me over the, the hump here to try to kick this weed down. And there's some synergies involved, whatever it is. Oftentimes, you don't need the full labeled rate. Um, and especially when you're using multiple modes and you know they're not resistant, whatever it is. So there, there's times where five ounces, you could go out and spray two and a half ounces of product. And then there's sometimes where that actually is labeled. You know, maybe it's three ounces and, you, you know, two and a half works just fine. You're not going to have any issues. You know, the minute you do see some issues, that's when you start worrying about rates and, and maybe rotating in different modes of action or trying different products. But for the most part, we got to be budget conscious when we're doing these things. And when you kind of give the retailer free reign, Sometimes, um, you know, I've, I've had several situations where this happened. It's not just one guy. It's kind of broad spectrum here. I've had a lot of times where they kind of take a little bit of liberty. Well, if I'm out here and I'm scouting it, this is the product we're going to use. This is the rate we're going to use. And it kind of turns into a little bit of a sticky situation because then we have these things where it's, I paid X price. And at the end of the year, I paid this price. And I went over by 25, 30% on my entire farm plant. And I really didn't add much stuff. Maybe I added this product or that one, but not on all the acres. Um, it's, it's a real struggle. And trying to get guys to kind of bring this back is, is, is a little bit more of a struggle. And where I kind of fit into this whole picture is, all right, if you're not on the operation, you can't be in the field every day. You've got a full-time job. You've got... Uh, other business ventures, um, you know, heaven forbid, you don't want to be in the field every day. But there's there's a lot of guys that, you know, they're really good at working on equipment. They're really good at running equipment. They're really good at doing other things, you know, and especially if you got, you know, if you own an art business and you're trying to do this, you know, you're farming 1,000, 2,000 acres on the side, which happens. Um, not necessarily on the side, but you have the flexibility to be able to do it hire somebody else. I mean, I told this one guy, I said, you literally could have paid me for five years to prevent this from happening for the one year it happened. And we know it's been happening for several years before. I've got other retailers that I've ran into their clients and we go out and talk to these guys and they're paying 40, 50. Uh, I've had up to $60 an acre in between micronutrients, uh, PGRs, biostimulants, you name it. Um, per acre on corn. It's just like, why? So we had to kind of rein that in a little bit. I'm not saying retail is terrible. I never really want to say that. We, you know, we want to work with retailers. So when this last issue came up with uh, with one of our clients, we sat down with them. We sat down with the retailer, talked to them, came up with a game plan for this year, and we're going to kind of manage it and see how this all works out. But it really usually does. And it's almost better to be able to be there working with the retailer directly know that they they have to kind of watch some of this stuff and you're going to be talking to them directly instead of them talking to the farmer and you're going to help make decisions and make this work out for everybody so anyway that's a lot of the stuff we've been running into uh just really wanted to get a, an episode out we're going to start trying to do this at least once a week um just trying a bunch of different things and like i said it's creative monday so let's try some new stuff so hopefully you enjoy it and i'll catch you next time Thank you for listening to the Rogue Agronomist Podcast. Be sure to check out our website, stallagronomy.com, and our other social media for more information and other episodes.